Autumn, thanks for listening to You're Not Your Effin' Chair, where our goal is to show you that your problems in life don't have to define you. And I'm just getting hyped to that music over here. I had to say something. It's like freaking past midnight. I don't know what time yeah. it is. It's, 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 okay, usually it's later than this when we're recording. I yeah, think we're just for some reason tired. tonight it just feels like late, late, late. But we are going to get rolling on this episode. It's probably going to be a short one. Sorry, Hayden. <laughs> yeah so uh, the last two have been kind of long so I guess They've we'll keep longer. this one short That'll make up and for it, sweet right? and yeah that's the goal I guess I'm just kind of tired of talking about myself not that I like I get this the, this podcast is talking about me and my like or our life and like our wins and the, the struggles and not having it define you all these things but sometimes like I just feel like it's so much of talking about me and like, do you ever go home at the end of the night and you're like, man, I wish I just talked less tonight. I feel like I talked so much. You feel like you talked so much tonight? No, I just mean like in general. general. Yeah. I don't know. I just, well, this is a podcast. There's only two things that happen. Um, we talk, and I really don't know what the second thing is. <laughs> no, I, it's not that I don't want to talk about me. It's it's just that it's like I, don't I get, know. I get it's putting myself out there, mean. and I, I you know I, I had two DMs that I was just looking at, and they came in my requested messages file, so I didn't I didn't see them till it was the same time. And today, it made me like reading through them and responding made me really feel like. I'm doing something for someone, but I do occasionally have that feeling of like, am I just freaking talking too much? Well, do I just ramble on about my life? You know what I mean? And I know for the listeners, it's like they want to be here, they want to be listening. But for me, I'm like, I talk about my life so well, much. Well, we, I mean, we could talk about my life, but it's not as exciting or intriguing <laughs> or unique as yours. Like, hey, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. I'm, I but, just, I know some people probably have that feeling after like a night out or something of having that feeling of like, I just you talk talked too much. so much. Yeah. Well, hey, it, this is your podcast. If they don't, or, want to, or if, the feeling of like, should I have said that? Should I have like, I don't know. Did I make them feel a certain way? You know, you always second guess yourself. You always kind of get these insecurities about the things that happened that night, and probably the person that you're thinking it of, or the situation that you're thinking of, they are thinking nothing of it. Yeah. But you just replay it over and over and I've, over in your I've, mind. I've kind of like got to the point where I, I just. I, I I respect people and, but I just don't care as much. Like well, it is what it is, and yeah, like forget I, about I, it. I've I don't know, not to go like on some like you know, monk mentality, but like <laughs> what it, what it is is what it is. Like I I don't try to you know say too much, and I try not to be too opinionated on many things. And I mean people's opinions well, is, is yeah, opinions, and that's and that's, and that's fine. fine, and and that's. I try not to like argue with people about things like, "Hey, we can agree to disagree." Yeah, and that's what makes us unique, type thing. And also, like, I don't need to like project what I feel and think onto somebody who feels yeah. and thinks. And I don't need to be on this side of the road, that side of the road. I guess and I for don't me, have to agree more... with people that I agree with some things they do or yeah. say. You know, I don't need to agree with everything. So it's more the feeling of like not wanting to make someone else feel un- not uncomfortable. Yeah, but just, I get what you like, mean. 
bad or down or, you know, sometimes you th- say things and they get taken out of context and you didn't mean it that way, but that's kind of how it was taken. And so it's just little things like that. And then even though it's not a big deal, and like I said, that person or that situation, nobody's thinking about it, but you are because it's you that is feeling insecure about it. Do you know what I mean? Speaking about talking about ourselves too much, we've, I feel like we've been talking about nothing for the last three minutes, but you know what I We're, mean? We've been talking about not wanting to talk about <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> oh, it's late. I'm sorry. Oh, let's move on. Let's go. We had some small wins this week. Yeah. Um, we uh, divided and conquered. Yeah. We, uh, Saturday, I mean, we found out Lexi had a practice for the tournament she's going to this weekend in Vegas, and... It was very important that she was there. This is a super intense tournament, and I feel like for her to miss practice would just be a super missed opportunity. Um, But then we had the... charge of the flow... Well, I mean, we well, we were... We were... With Dawn. Yeah. And I just felt obligated to... Yeah. I mean, I... I'm the one who suggested doing it. Yeah. That's so, what it was. And so I didn't want to be like, a... I suggested doing this. We're here, everything. And now I got to take her to practice. That is yeah. literally at the exact same time. So there's no way of making both. So we, we I said, Autumn, like, hey, you take her you to practice. This. Like, I can do the flow easier than you could with the kids. And, of course, I mean, someone said, where's Autumn? And I was like, oh, we just, you know, I explained the situation. I said, ah. And she's like, oh, we would have helped her. And, like, and I said, mm-hmm. I know. She could have done it. Yeah. She could have done it. Yeah. But if we're weighing the two, like, it was easier for me to do the float yeah. than it was for you to take Alexi to hockey, which, I mean, I guess for this could be our gripe and gains for the week. I mean, Yeah, let's go into that in a minute. Arg- I kind of want to talk about a couple more things about our week oh, before okay. we go into gripe and gains, but that does have to do with our gripes and, great, our gripes and gains. <laughs> Stay Another- tuned for gripes and gains, a little uh, snippet, you know? We're dropping those lemons. Oh. I don't know. We make lemonade a lot. <laughs> so I don't know what dropping lemons Nick means. Nick is but- getting crazy. What? <laughs> I had some tea before this. It was a green tea slash peppermint. Oh, cool. Ooh, it was good. Hey, so. another small win this week. I get a closed therapy on my arms. Closing that book. Closing the book. I'm I'm good. Like, I'm back to... I'm back. And you know what? I noticed it when we divided and conquered. And I also noticed it when this morning you were like... Or not this morning, on the way to hockey. And Autumn was like, oh, man, I just need to punch something. And I like gave her my... She goes, like, give it to me. And she... <laughs> she I really thought she was going to give it to me, like, in the car. The kids were fighting. And I know moms can relate to me. And I feel like a lot of moms are at this point whether it it be summer and it's we're at a certain point in summer or the heat is kind whatever to it is you get overwhelmed i feel like my kids were fighting over the littlest stupidest things and, in the back it, and seat. then and then brooks, brooks is, is like screaming, screaming for no like like i said this kid just screams he's just loud if you hear him at the hockey rink he's just screaming <laughs> because he's so excited people are on the ice he's yeah. just loud and i was just like Dude, I want to punch something. No other reason than that. Yeah, it's just that then, I was, like, so annoyed that my kids were being fussy. And like, then I was, like, being, you know, like, just joking. Nick like, hey, gets give this, it to like, me. sarcastic, and I'm like, dude. And so I was like, here, give it to me on my chin. And I, like, for a split second, I really thought she was going to rock me <laughs> with these new guns she's got, you know, because she's been going to therapy. Like, and, like she gave me this look, like, I'm going oh, yeah? to knock you, you out. And I... I I tensed my cheek up. I was ready for it. 
She gave me a good one, but like not hard. hard oh, it was but, a friendly. But I punch. felt like I felt the strength behind that fist oh, is what God, I, what I'm getting at. You know, <laughs> the strength of the fist. Oh, God. Autumn's fist. Autumn's just gonna do some UFC fighting. You know, yeah, we'll, know. wheelchair UFC fighting. Is oh, that a hell. thing? No, no, it's not a thing. <laughs> you and you're like getting off the path. All right, let's get back on to the the. Well, therapy the for my arms is closed, but we're reopening. I'm I'm still continuing to go for my leg. I've been yep. having trouble with my leg, like I said, like the shocking feeling, phantom pains. We really wanted to like get through my arms, finish up, like you know that feeling of like focusing on too many things and then like forgetting you need to do this. So we just wanted to finish up with my arms and get to my leg. It is not feeling the greatest, honestly. Yeah, it's and it's starting to like affect my back even more. Then my back already hurts. And so, I don't know. I think it's necessary, and I'm really scared for Thursday morning because it's going to hurt. Yeah, it'll be good, though. It's going to hurt, but in the end, it'll it'll be worth it. So, um, let's talk about the procedure. Oh, yeah. We were kind of like, talk, we talked we- about it, and the next day I had it. Um, yeah, the, the, I can't, Autumn can't feel her foot no more. Yeah. No, but- I mean, no more. <laughs> it's a new song by <laughs> The oh Weekdays. Oh, gosh. No, so I just had a procedure on my foot, and it's the first time I've ever had something done on my foot that I didn't need, like, lidocaine or some sort of, sort of numbing medication. And even Dr. Stewart was like, well, I mean, well, not well. And I was like, I can't feel it. He's like, hmm. He's like, you, you can't feel it to the touch. You can't feel, you know. Like, and he's all. like, well, I mean, there's no reason for lidocaine if you can't feel it. And even when we he started the procedure, he I don't know what he did because I didn't want to watch. Like, your brain. That's why I was out of there. I was like, I'm not going brain, in there. And I didn't mind. But your brain plays tricks on you. And, and, like, if you watch, I know for a fact I'd be like, I might be able to feel that. Oh, no. <laughs> or, like, phantom pains or something like that. So, um, yeah, we kind of... we. We started, and he's like, can you feel that? Are you good? And I'm like, nope, can't feel it. And all you're hearing what's going on. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Like, But I didn't feel it. So I got in the car but it, afterwards, and it was almost this feeling of like, did that just happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. Did that just happen? Like, I'm almost besides myself. It's an out-of-body experience of like, there was just a procedure done. I didn't need to be numbed. Like, it's the psychological part of, like, I didn't need to be numbed. Yeah. And it was almost like they were doing it to someone else. And okay. I was just in the room. Here, It was a little bit of an out-of-body experience. There wasn't even, like, a, like, they were holding my leg because I obviously can't hold my leg up on my own. They were holding my leg, and I couldn't even feel that. So yeah. it's just this feeling of, like, I know my foot's there. I know, you know, this is going on, but I, I can't feel it. And it was just, it was just bizarre. I have always had this feeling of, like, if I break my foot or if, like, I smash my toe or something. Yeah. I'm going to, there. there's no way I won't be able to feel that, right? No. Yeah. Definitely this week was that confirmation. I will not feel it. But toes doing good it's healing up well yes i did have major yeah, phantom it was, pains. it was weird she I've like never was telling had me that like, phantom pains like this and i was like well maybe like your your, your you know my is body more blood. i almost feel like well i almost feel like maybe my body was triggering to try to tell me something was was wrong yeah. maybe but also nick pointed out maybe the blood was going like 
rushing to my foot to yeah. heal it. And maybe the blood flow was kind of creating those phantom pains. Yeah, the, I don't know. I'm not a scientist or a doctor or whatever you want to call it. I don't know if even doctors can explain it, honestly, because talking to Dr. Um, Stewart, he was like, I don't know if this will make the phantom pains worse. I don't know what will happen. You know, he kind of, he said to me in all the years of being a doctor, I've never done this. Yeah. And I really do feel like us going to the doctor is a learning experience for him. I mean, he obviously does the, the procedure all the time, but for him, it's just a different experience, a different way of going at it, you know? Yeah. And so for and him, he's learning too. Well, that's why I think he's a great doctor. I mean, I think we always pump his tires on this podcast, but you Dr. know, but it was kind of like Dr. with Dr. Leho or yeah. most of the doctors you've had that have delivered your babies are like, it's learning experience for you and them. Well, and they all... Uh, the majority of doctors I have ever been to, I you know, I can't even tell you. I'm maybe one. My old OB talked to me like he knew more about my body than I did. Yeah. But other than that, the doctors that I have gone and seen have really taken into account that it's, I probably know my body better than they do, purely for the fact of it's so unique. It's more of a conversation rather than like. Yeah. This is what we're gonna do. Right. Problem and like answer. I have the, I have the solution for your yeah. problem. Yes. So. Exactly. So the phantom pains that I was having was, like, burning. Yeah. And it wasn't like I couldn't local. Like, it wasn't a localized burn. Like, it wasn't like it was burning my toe. Like, I, I couldn't identify where the burn was. It was my whole foot up into my leg also. And it was on the same leg that I've been having issues with. So I don't know if that might have had to do with it, too. You know, I'm telling you, I can't feel my feet, but I can feel yeah. And and it's not comfortable at all. And then there was another loss, I guess, this week. There was a really bad... I, I fell, and I fell probably the one of the top three worst falls okay. I've ever had. Okay, it was my fault, kind of. Okay, it was probably all my fault, but... <laughs> well, Lex... I, Lexi no, kids, Alice. It, it was Lexi. Oh, yeah. It was Lexi. She gets in this mode where she is very tired. We've talked about it before. And she's very fussy. And she wasn't feeling the greatest. She had a tummy ache. And she wasn't feeling the greatest. And I was like, well, it's 1 o'clock in the morning, you know. Let's go run a bath. She's like, Mom, I'm just so tired. She woke up not yeah. feeling the greatest. So she she's like, I'm so tired. Can you Can you sit in the bathroom with me? And I'm like, yes, Lex, I'll sit in the bathroom with you. Um, while you take a bath, you can shut the shower curtains. I can't see anything, but I'll just kind of come and talk with you, you know? So we go in there and I'm trying to be quiet because this is one in the morning and Brooks's room is right next to the bathroom with Mm -hmm. the tub. Yeah. And if you guys have heard, Brooks is not the greatest at sleeping. And once he's up, he's up. Yeah. So I was like, let's be quiet. So we go in and our bath. This was Friday night. Yeah. Our, our hall bathroom. Was it Friday night? Yeah. I think it was Thursday night. Thursday. Anyway, our our bathroom in the hall, I cannot go in there with my chair and shut the door. I oh, have yeah. to go in, transfer onto the toilet, like with the toilet lid down or toilet seat down, and then pull my chair out and shut the door. So Nick came in to pull my chair out, um, and I, I was going to transfer to the toilet. Yeah. Well, Lexi's standing right in front of me, and I kind of put the weight on my feet like stood to a certain extent to transfer my weight and Lexi says no 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 my stomach hurts so what if I have to use the toilet whether it be to throw up or you know what 
so don't sit on the toilet. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm mid transfer. I thought she had to pee. No. Oh. It was all because she was like scared something might happen and she didn't want me to be sitting on the toilet. And so I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm like mid transfer and I go to transfer back to like, just swing back to my chair instead of go onto the toilet. Well, Nick had already moved my chair. (laughs) But I did the old like, you know, you know, kid trick, you know, where you pull their seat out from underneath them. Yeah. So I fell, I fell pretty hard on my butt. But, to my defense, I mean, she's like, hey, come in here, get my chair. And there then, was a bath running. The bath was running, and then Lexi was, you know, freaking out. It's one. Yeah. So, I didn't miscommunication blame Nick at all. and just, you, not at all. No, it's just kidding. <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't blame you. I just more was like, why weren't you listening to Lex? Like, if you were listening to what it was, she was it saying, was a lot you would have chaos. Heard. It was a lot yeah. of chaos in yeah. like uh, five seconds. At one in the morning. <laughs> At one in the morning, trying to be quiet and really loud at the same time. And I just remember going down and looking around. I'm pretty sure Lexi stopped crying for about two minutes. <laughs> she was like, "Well, what just happened?" Oh, mom just fell. Yeah, crap. Now I'm really in for it. Yeah, so Autumn was <laughs> in pain. I, the next I looked day. at Nick. I looked at Lexi. Like, do did we all see what just happened? Like, <laughs> chill out. We all need to chill out. Lexi, and, see your problem. You know your belly ache or whatever this fit you're having. Yeah. Probably she was probably just so sun drained at that point. I you know it's hard with how hot it's been. I just think my kids get dehydrated, and then it's just like. Or she's always had drink problems drink more with water. Her tummy. I'm always and, telling them, got to drink water. That's what I'm yeah. doing right now. I'm going to take a sip of water. Oh, geez. So I, I dealt with a lot of, I mean, so when I fall like that, um, or, you know, even if Nick's going to, like, push me over a curb or something, that, that pressure um, of the impact. Yeah. Um, so when I fell, it, it, like, made the impact on my back. It just made it. Pain. Well, where so you pain. have your cage, you yeah. know, that's where she's missing a vertebrae in her back. Yeah. Like, if you see it, it's like a gnarly, like, cage-looking thing. Like, yeah. It like looks like a thimble. It's like spine, 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 spine. Crazy little box-looking thing with some screws in the side. Yeah. And then spine, 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 If spine. you look from, like, another angle, the top looks circular. Like, top I'm, of the uh, I'm not doubting that. I'm just but saying. But, yeah, so the next day I was like, it hurts right here. And I had therapy the next day, so I was talking with my mom about it. And she was like, you know, that very well could be right where your, your artificial vertebrae is, you know. And that would make sense just to where the impact just kind of, that's where the pain come, comes from whenever I, I get that impact on my back. So it's been sore. It sucks, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm lucky there were no broken bones, no... Yeah. No blood, you know. Yeah. So, mm, you're going to hear about the, the fall. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw the, the notes, I thought we were going to talk about the, the season, the fall. We were talking about loneliness and stuff, and I thought oh. fall, lonely, I don't know. Nick's but, really good at reading in the notes outline, you guys. The, no, no, no. I, I got it when, <laughs> when I read it again, but like I just saw fall. Like, oh, hey, you oh. know, fall's coming up. We like fall. Birthdays in the fall. Oh, I do love the fall like my fave so let's go let's go into gripes and gains gripes and gains so like i said we divided and conquer parade was a blast a lot of fun me allison brooks you know had a blast and then lexi or autumn went to practice i went to practice with lex i'm so proud of her i can only imagine the pressure she feels when she's going somewhere new yeah and like i mean she's she's been to the rink a thousand times but with a new team yes and and 
a higher level team that she, she, I mean, she has her friend Ash on the team, which, and, and Paisley, but Paisley wasn't able to be there for this practice. Um, but I can only imagine the feeling that she's feeling of like, she is younger than these kids. So the feeling of like, I'm not sure what to expect. You know, she was so excited, like so excited. She couldn't wait to get up in the morning. She couldn't wait to get to the rink. Um, and all that. So, um, it was good. I, uh, we drove up there together and I, I loved it because there's not, it's not very often that it's just me and Lexi in the car. Yeah. A lot of the time Nick has to take me. So that's kind of my gripe is that I can't go do things on my own. Well, like, you, we've kind of it's touched. just I a can't lot go harder. To, yeah, I, I can't go to Target and take my kids. Can you imagine me in Target with the kids? No, it's, I not, would die. it's not happening. Yeah, it's not happening. I just physically, I can't do it. And then I kind of shut down emotionally and mentally when things are just too much. I kind of just get like this, like, anxiety. You guys would probably get about, like, a third way in the store. And Brooksy would be trying to, like, you know, jump ship. And Lexi yep. and Alice would be fighting or running and walking off. and Or arching Brooks. And you would, you would literally have Brooks off. going one way and Lexi and Alice going the other way. And yes. So, Autumn would just be like, all right, peace out, kids. <laughs> see on you, out. See I, you on a milk carton. <laughs> I, I tap out. So it was fun. It was good that me and Lexi got to go. We kind of talked on the way up, jammed to like some songs that Nick doesn't super love, but you know, <laughs> we it was kind of some girl time. And we got there, and she was able to get my chair out. And you know, it's funny because whenever people see my kid, Lexi's ten. Whenever people see her <laughs> getting my chair out, it's kind of like a. What is happening? I mean, she's a 10-year-old, but that chair is probably as big as her. Yeah. I mean, even just this, when Nick was recording his podcast last night, I went to take some stuff to my sisters, and I realized we had no gas. So I'm like, Lex, (laughs) can you pull my chair out so I can pump the gas? So we get to the... How how long has it been since you pumped gas? A long time. I can't remember. (laughs) I can't remember the last time. So she pulls my chair out. You didn't push the handicap button on there? Are you kidding me? That's another gripe for another day. But <laughs> there, it always has that handicap sign, like, we're willing to help. And there has been one time I've had to call. but It was because the, the pump wasn't working, though, right? No, oh. it's just because I was freaking out, and my chair was in the back, and I couldn't get oh. to my chair. And I was oh, almost Didn't you gas. call them, though? Yeah, on, the on the you phone. Didn't, you didn't use the handicap no, button. No, usually they say honk, and, and we'll have someone come out. Really? Honking at a gas station so what everybody looks at you and like is like what the hell is this lady honking at? And you really think that store attendant's gonna be like, Oh, I heard a honk. That means someone is handicapped and they need help. It's like an old I, I imagine that worked like in the sixties, you know, like oh. honk honk. And not only that, but people see me in my car. Like today, we got the look of... We did get the look. We got the look of, why are you parked here? Before Nick could get my chair out. And I'm like, dude, I know you're a grandpa, and I know why you're parked in the handicapped spot, but I want to freaking sock you in the face because you don't get it. But guess what? You're still walking into the the facility. And he even looked back at us again. I should have flipped him off. No, you should have opened your door and been like, hey, do you want to see the chair I'm getting out of the back for my wife? Thanks. Thanks for the dirty looks, old man. Okay, that was rude. We're bitter. That was rude. Okay, back. Salty. I, hey, I, Melissa's making me a shirt that says salty. Hey, it was a good idea, huh? And Nick was making fun of me, and I'm like, heck yeah, I need a shirt that says salty, because I do get salty about that kind of a thing, because it's like, don't judge me. Yeah. Don't judge me off of what I look like in my car. You don't know that my legs don't work. 
So anyway, back to the gripes and gains. Um, we went inside. She started practice. Um, Ash's mom was there, and it was super good to talk to her. You know, it's it's good to connect with an, with other moms and kind of we just kind of talked about our struggles and hockey moms, hockey moms, whatever. It was good to connect with her. I haven't had like a full on conversation with her, you know, just me and her, and so it was good to kind of get to know each other a little bit better. And while I was sitting there, I didn't take a bag in or anything. It was just, I didn't have Brooks. I didn't need diapers or anything like that. And so I just had my pocket, my my jacket on and my my key was in my pocket. And we have like one of those push start cars. So it's just a key fob. So somehow my key fell out of my pocket (laughs) while I was sitting there. And I didn't realize it. So the practice like finishes. She had another one of her kids that was is going to the tournament. So she stayed for the next practice after that. And I went downstairs to get Lexi and and everything. Not to mention like going into the Ogden ice rink. You go you park on a hill, and so all of it going in is the majority is downhill. Yeah. So you go down the ramp. You go there. Well, you go down from the parking lot. Par- parking lot ramp. That's what I meant. Yeah. Down from the parking lot to the like ramp into the doors. Then when you get in the doors, instead of going down this flight of probably like thirty stairs, what did you say? Uh, it's like okay, twenty. It might be twenty. Okay, twenty stairs. You go to the right, which is another like automatic door. This ramp, if you have, if you have ever seen a giant ramp. This is the ramp. This, this is, is the, the giant, giant ramp. And usually there's always some kids like playing on it too. Like yes. they're usually playing like a little floor hockey, which is fun for them. But it like, goes down, turns, goes down again, turns again, and goes down again. Like and it this isn't like a little slant so that you can get down. This is like as slanted as it can be. Like probably exactly on the ADA lines. Yeah, it's it's a gnarly ramp. So Going down isn't hard. And I even, like, joked with Lexi, because as I go down, we always make a joke about Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yeah, like, you're going to go around the because corner. Because you have the speed. Oh, my gosh, I just spit. You have the speed, <laughs> and if you stop your, your, like, inside wheel, if you stop the speed on that, it turns you, but it, like, Tokyo Drifts, where your whole chair, like, drifts to the side and turns. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I was like, check it out, Lexi, Tokyo Drift on both of them because you just get going <laughs> fast, you know? Yeah. So um, after that, you go down, she got dressed and everything, and then there's an elevator up. So it really, like, going in isn't that accessibility-wise. It's not too hard. Now, coming out of the ring <laughs> is another, is another it's story. Hard. It's hard for me. To, like, okay, it's not hard, but, like, it, it takes a lot of, like, pushing to get it you know, up this hill. Yeah. So I was like, here we go. This is where my therapy is coming into play. I was so excited that like my arms aren't super shot and I was able to do this on my own. Old Popeye over here just wheeled up. (laughs) (laughs) So I wheeled myself up that like three, you know, up, turn, up, turn, up. And then not only that, you get out the doors from the building and you have to go up the ramp to yeah. the parking lot. Yeah. And then the parking lot is a ramp itself. Yeah. So by the time I got up the ramp and out the automatic doors to like the front of the of the building, I started to get jello arms. I'm like, all right, I got this still. Like, I don't want any of these parents to see me and be like, ma'am, are you okay? Like, can I help you? <laughs> yeah, you I know, take a breather like yeah. in the middle of the street. Like, 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 see, hold on just a sec. So I'm like, I got this. So then I go up the ramp in the, like, front entrance, 
still like oh jello and then by the time i got to the parking lot just to get to the car it was like just keep freaking pushing just keep pushing yeah. like i you can't stop if you stop you're not gonna get there so we get to the car go to open the door and no key <laughs> the car does not open up for you and i'm like where's my key I'm like lexi i'm used to my key just being like in my bag but yeah. I didn't have a bag. I had it in my pocket. So I'm like, there's no way. So I'm like reaching in my pocket. Like, was it is under it my dead? legs? Is it dead? Maybe it's yeah. not registering. Like, Lexi, did I give you the key? She's like, no. And I'm like, who knows where I dropped that key? Yeah. Like, I hope it's by Christy. I hope it's not like some random spot, the elevator or, you know. It fell like, on a crack. Like it fell out. Then you rolled and like knocked it yeah. down. Yeah. So I text shaft. Christy and I'm like, hey, is there a Toyota key like anywhere close to you? And I I didn't get a quick response. So I called her and I'm like, hey, I just got out to my car and I don't have a key. And she's like. I can do that again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, my arms were jello. I literally was looking at Lexi like I can't go back in. Yeah. Like if you, you are going to have to go back in and look because I can't go back in. If I go back in, I'm not going to be able to make it out without someone pushing me because my arms barely t- brought me to the car. Like <laughs> my arms are tough. They're strong, but I can't do that again. It was so hard. And so when I called Christy, she's like, it's right here. Ash is bringing uh, it out. So Ash ran it out to me and I was like, oh, they well, saved me. Cause if they didn't stay for the next practice, she would have either Lexi would have had to go back in or I would have had to go back in. Yeah. And I, I mean, Lexi I was, didn't know I was, where I was sitting. We were, we were done with the parade and we're like, I was like, how did it go? And I just get Texas like, I don't know. I, I can't lost, find my key. I can't find my key. I'm like, oh my gosh. And we only have one key fob. Yeah. I was like, I guess we're going to be driving up to Ogden Ice to find a key. Yeah. I was, I was a little worried there until Christy was like, yeah, we got the key. So got in the car. So that's the gripe. Lex, Lex put my chair in the car. We drove home. It was, it was just just great. A great great morning. It was great to have time with one-on-one time with my daughter that's just me and her. Um, so that's my gain is that she is, Lexi is getting old enough that she can help me and we can have those moments. And I feel like as our kids do grow older and, and they're able, like once Alice is able to pull my chair out, once Brooks, I mean, they're, they're growing so fast, you know, yeah. there will be a point when it's no longer like we go, if you know me and Nick, we do a lot of things as a family. Yeah. We we do it as a family unit, and we try to make it work to just, like, where we can go to all the things. And I like to be involved. He likes to be involved. We don't really divide and conquer a whole lot. As much as we probably should, but yeah. it's okay. I mean, I think we our circumstances a are a little different. Yeah, and, I mean, there's a lot of times where we're going into the rink, and I got this last week we got Alice out on the ice and Three I had bags. Well, I Lexi had, takes her on. yeah so I was carrying two bags and Brooks and two sticks and, and he tries to help me in like yeah. pushing me or pulling me by holding my hand or something but I do feel like as the kids get older it's going to become easier yeah so just I feel like life right now I'm trying to enjoy all the little things but I do feel like life is so hard with little kids it is, and I keep on thinking. I mean, this is on a tangent or you oh, know, no, off the rails, but no, I really am thinking like, like y- you get to that point where like you have to decide whether you're gonna focus on you as a you know mm-hmm. as a person or you're gonna focus on your kids. And maybe there's people that can balance both, and they 
they focus Super on both. Moms. But I mean, I think about it. I mean, I think about like, what if I was going to, you know, chase a dream job or something or, you know, a job you had to like move and like really put in the hours. Like I couldn't put in the hours with my kids too. Like you only have so many hours in a day. And maybe I, maybe I, I could juggle it and procrastinate, you know, here and there, but it, I really enjoy our time with our kids is what I'm getting at here. And I enjoy this time, this season of our life where um, we're enjoying the the little things, the little stages. I mean, seeing Alexi and Brooks rollerblade today, they both had number 19 DC wind jerseys <laughs> on together. Yeah. Like, Brooks had this giant, it was giant on him, yeah. but it was just Lexi's jersey. She's only 10, but yeah. it's just those little things that, you know, when you're in the moment and you're just like... Uh, this isn't going to be You're just going to soak it in. And I think that's what I'm getting at is, like, I think our life is so busy and it's hard, but it's worth it. Yeah. Is oh, what I'm getting sure, at. Like, sure. like, we think it's, it's like hard. like with kids. But, and, like, so many people could use the excuse, if you're in a wheelchair, you have all the excuses in the world as to why you don't need to have kids. Or you, yeah. you, you don't, you can't have kids or whatever. But it's that feeling of, like, we are going to make it work because yeah. of this type of a moment. Well, and, and we've talked about this. There's times where, like, we're like, this weekend is going to be rough. And yeah. we're going to be tired by Sunday night. Dude, I feel but, like that's every weekend lately. But it's worth it. It's it fun. So like, you it. create those memories, you know. You, you enjoy the times. You, you enjoy the relationships you have with people, with your kids, mm-hmm. with each other, me and you, you know. Well, and meeting, and meeting new people, creating new relationships, yeah. too. Yeah, and, and just putting yourself out there in a sense of, like, hey, I'm going to, you know, enjoy this moment. Right. And not be so worried about What's what, next? what tomorrow afternoon, yep. you know, and what... And you got to have those things in your mind, I guess, at all times. You can't just be like, oh, I don't care what happened yesterday and I don't care what happened tomorrow. But really, you know, giving the moment, it's it's time. Yeah. It's, it's you know, attention. Mm-hmm. I agree with that so, 100%. Sometimes our attention is, you know, elsewhere and we forget. There's, to- there's work. There's relationships. There's this. There's that. And it's easy. There's phones. Yeah. And there's phones. I do sometimes, like, okay, there's times where you're... ready to throw them out the window when in you, our when house, you're, honestly. When you're in a room, <laughs> and everybody probably has, has you know, experienced this situation where, like, you're in a room of, you know, five, ten people, whatever it is. It might be three. But you look around the room, and everybody's, everybody's on, on their, their phone. phone. Like, there's never a time that I want to just, like, take my phone and throw it out the window more than, like, yeah. like Dude, this is what we're you doing. You have all these people in front of you and all these, like, relationships right in front of you, and you're more worried about what everybody's doing on social media. Yeah, and I feel like an yeah. idiot for, like, when I catch myself. I try not. When I'm sitting around a lot of people, I really try to, like, yeah. put my phone away. Whether we're talking or not, I just yeah. want to, like, enjoy the moment. But I have been in those situations, I probably do, and someone's going to call me. I'm like, look at you. You know, you're doing yeah. it. And, like, I do do it. But, like, when I find myself in that situation, I feel like an when idiot. you recognize it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and for me, it's like I've noticed that with, like, Instagram or Facebook, there's the posters or the doers. Yeah. And then there's the watchers. And I feel like a lot of the time these people that are the watchers or the, the content, the people that are in taking the content, I feel like a lot of the time they have a negative 
view on the people that are doing it. And I do feel like when I'm on Instagram, I'm not saying I don't scroll because I do. I try to comment on everybody's. I try to like everybody's stuff. I try to, you know, create those relationships and stuff like that. But I feel like a lot of the time I'm on Instagram, I'm creating and I'm posting whether it be for me, whether it be for one of my clients, whether, you know, I'm constantly like creating a video or creating whatever, whatever it is. Um, And I do feel like there's a lot of backlash (laughs) from the people that don't do that. Yeah. That that's not their lifestyle of creating and posting. And although I, although you can look at my, even my personal Instagram story and think, you know, so much about my life, you only know a smidge. You can look at my story and think, I know what she did from morning till night tonight, but you don't know all of it. You don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to think I know you because I know what you did last week and I know what you, I know this situation. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? <laughs> but then it's like, but you don't, but you don't. And I, I choose to put on there what I put on there. And just like anybody else, you have the choice to show people what you want to show people. And I just feel like let's give everybody a little grace, whether they are sharers, whether you feel like they're an oversharer. The funny thing is like, whether you feel like you don't share enough, whatever it is, just give them some grace. This is their life. It's funny that there's people that are like, oh my gosh, this person posted this again. Oh my gosh, this post. And it's like, well, you don't have to watch it. Obviously, yeah. they're, they're getting your attention. It's always that person that's the first one to look at your story or like your, not even like your post because they don't like your posts. Yeah. They, that, that's the thing with stories is you can see who sees your stories. Yeah. You know, and so anyway, there's kind of my rant of phones. I, with iPods and iPhones and whatever, Especially with my kids this week. YouTube is not my friend. I'm not a fan of YouTube. No. I never have been with my kids. No. Like, I know there's fun educational this or that or vlog or whatever. But I'm just not a fan. Like, the other day we were like, Alice, put your iPad away. You know, you need to do something. You've been on your iPad for too long. And she's like, but I'm so bored. I have nothing to do. That's just so boring. Blah, blah. And I'm like... This right here is why you have to put your iPad away. Yeah. Because you've been laying on your bed watching your iPad for how long? And you're, like you're bored the second you put yeah. down this thing you just stare at and like Yeah. Bleh. I feel like it turned your brain to mush. Jeez. But So, put your phone away. Put your focus, phone Focus Focus on the relationships around you. I work on my phone and I thought you said something else there. Focus, but Put your focus. No. <laughs> Put your focus phone away. <laughs> no, but just focus on those relationships around you. And if you feel yourself, because we all do it, if you feel yourself on your phone in a group situation or when you have other people right in front of you, try to just put it away. Whether you have notifications or not, you can get to the, those notifications. Next, later. next time you're sitting in a room and like you realize that the, this situation, like put your phone away. And strike up a conversation with someone else that's like How knows is so deep in their phone that like they're gonna like like be like <laughs> not know where they are when you ask them what's yeah. going on. But I almost feel like that. I don't know. I almost feel like the longer I'm scrolling social media, the more insecure 
I don't know, the more insecure well, there's, I there's, feel. Like, I, do you understand what I mean? Like, when I, you feel like I, you've scrolled it all and you've just been, been sitting there wasting your time for so long, it's not a good feeling. Dude, there's times where, like, I look over my phone and I'm like, oh, my gosh. How long that, did I just That was there? a waste of time. <laughs> and honestly, I... I there is content so, that is fulfilling. So, I have to say that. There is content that makes me feel and good. The funny thing is, was like, my screen time, once I stopped working... Went up. <laughs> went down. Oh, it went down? Yeah. Wow. So I Well, mean, I, I guess you had a desk job where you Yeah, spent a lot I've been a lot of people phone. with desk jobs that like their screen time would go way down <laughs> if yeah. they quit their job or yep, change their go, go, go <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. So um should we go on to that one time? That one time. That, that was off the rails. We went off the rails. We gotta keep this short. We talked about keeping it short. Yeah, like, we took a detour. The oh, bountiful detour. Got off on the bountiful <laughs> detour out of it. <laughs> if you're getting out, if anybody that, that listens to this podcast and also goes to the South Davis Rec Center for uh, hockey, <laughs> let me know which way you take. If you go left <laughs> at the first light after you get off the freeway, we're, we're, heading, we're heading south. Yeah. You get off that exit on the left side. If you turn left and then go around the neighborhood, the new detour they have because their road is non-existent anymore. It's not. It's or you go down to like Common Sense and wait in line for a half an hour. Common Sense. And then okay, and then get to the next an and then get to the next light and wait again. No, no, no. Because that green arrow is forever long. You wait through two lights, maybe. Three or four, and then the Stop next it. one, it's like two more, and like. Can you tell the things me and Nick argue about? <laughs> What way to go in the car? What what detours better? Yeah. <laughs> but, let's, let's talk about that one time. Let's go down to that one time, this and that one time is not one. that time you took the detour today. That, <laughs> and you found out that it was faster. Oh, but no. whatever. So, so take you, uh, you know, Back rewind to this dating life. Bow, chicka, bow, oh, Me and Autumn are dating. We are going to the movies. We went to a lot of movies before we, we had kids. We were, like, it was like, there's a new movie, we're there. Movie Whether it bus. sucked or not. I love movies, but like, and honestly. There may be a day when we're able to do this again when our kids are old <laughs> enough to stay home by themselves. I, I mentioned on our, on my pod, on the Welcome to Cup Talk podcast, this last week, my other po- a hockey podcast, that like, I have not yet seen Tenet. Tenant or whatever, because like we just watch hockey every night. Yeah. And so maybe now there's not hockey. Maybe we're around to watch it. Yeah, we should. But uh, yeah. So we were were going to the movie. Going to a movie. And like. Our movie ended. And I probably everyone out there has done this. We're like, you look around, you're like, we paid a ticket. Yeah, this movie's going on right now. Let's just just walk into another movie. Two for the price of one. It was. I, it was empty. It was like a Tuesday. Nowadays, I'd feel so guilty, and I would just be like, "Why don't we just go buy another ticket?" But back then, it was just like, "Well, what's what's the problem?" Dude, I was working at Plan Trade. Probably I was broke, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to take my babe out for a oh, double, God. double, double, double flick, movie, <laughs> double flicking it. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so we we got it. We were at the the Cinemark and. If anyone's been to Leighton Cinemark, you know how, like, when you take your ticket, like, there's basically every movie theater is to the right, but there's, like, the big one to the left. Or maybe there's, like, two to the left. But basically, we had come from the right 
and we were coming down. There was no one at the ticket booth. There was no one at the ticket booth, and I was like, that's the next movie we want to see. It's, like, straight. It's on the one to the left, like, just past the bathrooms or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, looked around. I was like, oh, we're going to see it. And I was like, what? And I was like, yeah, we're going to see that movie. We Freaking ain't, Nick. We ain't got influence. nothing else to do. And so this was, like, back in our dating days where, like, we didn't sit in handicapped no, spots No, nowadays either. we sit in the handicapped, but nope. So I... And I was like, oh, we're going to see it. So, like, we, we pull into the movie theater, and, like, of course we're not going to sit in the handicap. So I carried Autumn all the way up, you know, to the basically yeah. almost to the top, set her down. We're sitting there watching. And we're watching for probably, like, five minutes, and then someone walks up, taps me on the shoulder. I remember she tapped me on yeah. the shoulder, and she's like, um... Can do I you see ha- your t- tickets, Do you have stuff? tickets for this movie? And I was like, what? Like, can I see your tickets? And I was like... Okay, we just snuck in here. <laughs> like I was totally like, uh, I was gonna be like, oh, they're they're. Uh, I I swear they're in my pocket. I can't find them. Sorry. Like I was yeah. just like, yeah, we we tried to get a double flicker, you know. <laughs> a double flicker. Oh <laughs> so, my god. And the best part was, I don't. I mean, she had to see me. Like, will you in? Maybe she thought like we were like using the wheelchair to like you know knock. I don't cop. know. Which a lot of people could think that. But, but uh, yep, I had to uh, do the walk of carrier walk of shame, <laughs> just to let you guys know we have never snuck into a movie since. Oh, I wouldn't. I already struggled. I have. I'm okay. Like, I'm by the book. I'm not. I'm not the type to do those types of things. That's out of my comfort zone. So he had to convince me to go sneak into this movie in the first place, and I was so beside myself. So I, like, I had how to. Embarrassing. So I had to carry her back down and. Yeah. I'm sure the people around us were like, you jerks. Well, they probably saw me carrying her back, like, up to our seats, like, the movie had just started. Like, what's going on? Why is he carrying her, you know? Yeah. And then to see the, like, the, they they had to have seen the ticket lady come in and, like, with her flashlight or whatever and ask us to leave. And then I had to carry her back down into oh, the wheelchair. And we, we hightailed it out of there. I don't think we just... <laughs> leave, leave, hurry. <laughs> You got to go to the bathroom? I don't care. We're, we're just going. <laughs> we're getting out of here. <laughs> so that was our that one time. We're not we're not sneaky. We, we stick out like a sore thumb anywhere we go. The girl in the wheelchair. Yeah. They don't miss us. Nope. Trying to sneak in the family bathroom doesn't happen. It doesn't oh, my gosh. <laughs> whatever. All right. Well, let's move on to the next section. Yeah, I was just going to talk about insurance and... And the importance of it, I know that you, you you think of someone who's been in an accident and you're like, you know, oh, that's too bad for them. Or there's the, Go, the GoFundMe floating around. This, that wasn't, that wasn't around when I got hurt 14 years ago. <laughs> Nothing no. like that was around, right? So, I don't know, like, I, I have always had, like, this appreciation for insurance, like, health insurance, because of my situation. Before that, I never, my mom never took us to the doctor. I was like, oh, my wrist hurts after tumbling or something. And she'd be like, ah, can you move it this way, this way, this way? You're good. We're not going to the doctor. Like, we hardly ever went to the doctor. Maybe, like, a wellness check or shots or whatever. But we never went to the doctor. And I was, I was always like, well, what? Is it just expensive? Like, I never got it. I mean, I was 16 when I got hurt. So it never kind of, I, I never knew how insurance worked, right? You, you're a kid. You think that everything's just paid for or whatever. When I got hurt, my mom's insurance that she had, my dad was working on base and he just so happened to have like a really good job um, and a really good 
insurance that came along with that. He's worked at the Salt Lake City School District for years. Um, and then all of a sudden he just took this like contract job that was just a short, like I think a year, 18 month job. And it just so happened to my accident happened during that time he had that insurance, which is like crazy to me. You know, there's those little blessings, those little like things that happen that you're like, how did that happen right then? Um, so when I got hurt, um, my mom and dad's stepdad's insurance was a thousand dollar deductible, zero dollar out of pocket, which is crazy, crazy good insurance. Um, so my insurance deductible was literally met halfway through my air med flight. Yeah. So imagine the, the three surgeries in the hospital that I went through, all of the rehab, the two months of stay, all of the pain medication, the pills, the antibiotics, all of the supplies, all of those things were covered by insurance. And I can't imagine where life would be and, and what types of bills that we would have if we didn't have that insurance. And so, I don't know, when you see these GoFundMe for accounts for people that have been in accidents, know that it, it's a possibility they A, don't have insurance, or B, they have like... Yeah, they have insurance, but it's really like a high deductible and an out of po- high out of pocket. Like you don't know what type of insurance they have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Not only that. Not Somebody, only somebody's listening to this. Like my insurance sucks. Like it's all out well, of pocket. <laughs> and that's what I was like when I was like writing these notes. I'm like, you know. The insurance that Tanner Clinic offered when he worked there was ridiculous. <laughs> like, if we pay, paid the monthly premium for our family to have insurance through Tanner Clinic, it was, like, pointless for you to be working. Yep. It was pointless. And so yeah. it's just, like, I I have no I, – I wouldn't judge anybody for their their insurance situation. And if it's not if it's not somewhere that you're – I mean, if for you it's, like, easier to pay out of the pocket, um, that's – that's all your thing, but I'm just saying when I got hurt, this was like a freaking lifesaver. It's easy to say we don't need insurance, it's fraud, or it, you know, like they just want money from you or this or that, but then being the person on the other end that it like freaking saved, it's like, whew, that's, <laughs> that's a breath of fresh air, right? So not even just like the cost of like when I got hurt, the cost afterward is like... Being in a wheelchair is not cheap. The wheelchair itself is ridiculously expensive. But not only that, but you have um, cost of catheters and supplies to take care of yourself. This is something that you have to have for your entire life. Like, I'm not going to go a day that I'm able to use the bathroom without a catheter. Like, I'm always going to need a catheter. So you can imagine how many catheters that is, right? Think of all the times that you go to the bathroom. I need one every time I go. And they're not cheap. They're not cheap. So we have to pay, and and although my insurance does pay, we have an out-of-pocket cost. Yeah, so So literally we have to pay to go pee. Yes. Well, Autumn does. Yeah, so I, I like to have rubber gloves on hand just for, I mean, there's a lot of in case situations that I don't know about you, but if you're cleaning up something messy, I don't like my hands to get messy. So I like to have rubber gloves on hand. I like to have like adult diapers on hand. Um, another thing is medications. So out of pocket for the macrobid, the, the um, antibiotic that I typically take when I have a UTI, 
the out of pocket for that is $75. Whereas with insurance, it costs us like what, $2 and five cents or something like that. Yeah. Like it's just, it's crazy to me. And I'm not, I'm not getting into politics. I'm not, I have no idea. Like, I don't even want to start on politics because I'm totally, like, oblivious. I feel like I, I understand some, <laughs> but I, I don't even want to go there. But I just feel like if I didn't have insurance, I would be so messed. Also, they, they pay for a lot of KY jelly. We got a, we got a oh, life supply of KY jelly. Well, they do, but if I need it, I always opt out because... There's, we there's finally a, stopped. We finally told them like we don't need any more lube. personal lube. <laughs> well, okay. Some and, people, and some people lube up their. Uh, well, just to explain like some people have to like use a lube to like use their catheter. Yeah, either and that so, or there is a way to have a bowel movement. It's called digital stimulation. If you want to go look it up, you can. Uh, but you need lube for that too. So, but I, we they have more <laughs> KY jelly. I don't the, use it personally. <laughs> But seriously, so it's coming out our ears. There's like boxes where like, dude, what do we? I, I feel we bad just like throwing it away. But yeah. man, yeah, you, you need some KY jelly. Hit me up. I'll give you some personal lube. <laughs> oh my gosh, in little personal packets. Yeah, they're personal packets, <laughs> travel size. <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, Who knew this podcast was going to take a turn and talk about? We thought it was going to be a spooky episode. It's the comedy episode. <laughs> oh man. Um, uh, so for me, it's like frustrating. Honestly, like at times, I get like super overwhelmed with like doctor bills, like trying to keep up with ordering like catheters. They like okay. So I I prefer Liberator Medical for my catheters. They send it straight to your door. Well, no free ads. Oh, geez. They send it straight to your door, and, like, it's nice because they'll call you when you're up for a reorder, and they'll be like, hey, this is blah, 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 like, Liberator Medical, are you needing some more catheters? Is this still how many you're using a day? You know, whatever. And they're, like, on the ball to, like, help you because that's a hard thing to remember. This isn't something you can go buy at Smith's when you run out. We found that out, you know, the hard way. Yeah, yeah. And so... They're, they're pretty good at reminding you, but for me, it's the doctor bills. It's the matching the explanation of benefits up with your actual bill. It's getting the bill when you've realized your insurance has paid and finding out how much you have to pay. So you're not just paying out of pocket for these, these bills that insurance is going to cover. Like all of that is like super overwhelming for me. Um, being an adult, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. Medical stuff is so overwhelming. So, like, these moms that are my age that have children that have medical needs that they're constantly going to the doctor or whatever, I give props to you because I have to do it for myself, but I can only imagine how hard it is for, like, a child that's had several surgeries or whatever the case may be. You know, that's that's hard stuff. I feel like that's hard stuff, and it's expensive stuff. Medi- being, having, like, a... A medical, um, I don't know what I'm. What's the word I'm looking for? Having like something medical, medical hardships. Yeah, something like that. It that's that's financially. It takes a toll on you. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, anybody, everyone who's a diabetic right now is probably raising their hand about yep, yes, me insulin, right? Yeah, like it's crazy. Yes. and it's uh, it's stupid things the insurance covers and doesn't cover, like. I mean, Autumn's on the one side of the insurance. I'm kind of on the other, but 
we won't get into that. Well, you also haven't had like a life. No, and, and I'm always make fun of me injury. when I say stuff bad about it. But hey, we agree to disagree. You also saw the side of being a accounts representative. Like yeah. basically, you're working with the billing department. Yeah, you know, I did see a lot of people who like I was like, yeah, this insurance you're paying thousands of dollars for is doing nothing for you. Right. Right. And and that's where I get frustrated is because it's just like this world of like what I'm ins- I'm supposed to have life insurance. I mean, health insurance I'm supposed to have this. But like where where am I? Sco- what's good for me? What can I get? Like, it's just so much. Yeah. So much adulting. I feel like. Yeah. But we can move on from insurance yeah, now. Yeah. This is supposed to be the short episode. And now it's the hey, just the as last couple of- episodes were like. An hour and a half. We ain't done. We ain't done. We're, um, we're about to head into our final. main story of the night. Yeah. This is the main event. Main event. I wanted to talk about feeling lonely. I feel like no matter who you are, you have a point of feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter if you're married, no matter if you're single, no matter if you're newly divorced, no matter what the case may be, everybody's felt lonely at some point, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm surrounded all day, I think every day, by my family, you know, that loves me and stuff, and there's still points where you just kind of like... Yeah. You feel like, does does anybody really care? You know, yeah, it's, it's well, really easy to, like, just fall into that. Or, like, or even as everybody's asleep at night. You could have a giant family, and everybody's asleep at night, and you're just laying awake, not, like, you're having insomnia, and you're not able to sleep, and it's just like... Oh, like I'm so lonely right now. For me, I cuddle up next to you and I feel that way. But yeah. <laughs> and I'm lucky I have you to do that, you know. But well, it could be that you just like had a disagreement and you kind of yeah. in that moment. It could be a small moment. It could be a short little thing. It means it could be that you had a fight with your best friend or a yeah. fight with your spouse or you know your kid. You know, we haven't really experienced like that, like bad mm-hmm. fight with our kid. I mean, we've had arguments with our kids, but like, I've not. never like teenage years. I don't know what I'm. Gonna yeah, do. like where you just feel like alone, or you know, there's times when I feel for our kids, and like that's where I really feel like, do they feel alone? Like, you know, I I feel that I hate school. I hate grade school. Yeah. I hated it growing up. I I mean, I was a good student. It's not the student part of things. It's a social sh- social aspect. It's kids. Kids are mean. Yeah. Kids are mean. And when my kid comes home and she's like, this happened today, I know she felt lonely. Yeah. Going to lunch, do you have anybody to sit with? Yeah. I know there's kids that feel lonely at lunch. And I just feel remember, like that's... Do you remember when the girl who told her that she was, had to bring Rice Krispie treats or she was going to... Yeah. Like, Lexi <laughs> had some chick tell her that if she didn't bring her and her friends Rice Krispie treats to lunch, she was going to beat her up. She's like... 10. What? I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, dude, I will give you a box of Rice Krispie treats. Back the freak up. Yeah. So, like, I was so mad when my daughter told me that. I I'm know. like, I am and mama but, bear. But Lexi did. We we she told her, like, hey, like, you need to tell this what's yep. on. And guess what? Her and that girl are friends now. Yeah. They, they worked great. it out. And I think, you know, we've tried to help. I mean, going off the rails here but we've tried to like help her teach her that like sometimes you gotta face your fear yeah teach like to this. get it over with because the more you let a thing become a thing the more well, of a thing it be- is I think it's important for her to handle these awkward situations yeah like because they're not going away to, I mean, that's life like and and her teacher said I'm really proud of her because she stood there 
while I confronted these kids, I asked her if that was okay. And she stood there and confronted these kids with me and was willing to talk it through. Most people would kind of put their tail between their legs and kind of be like, no, 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 I don't want confrontation. Lexi's done really good. And I've really tried to like, with, with any situation that she's dealing with, I've tried to say, okay, I need, she needs to deal with this. I need to not, not be that person that just removes her from the situation and and enables her. Yeah. Yeah. Don't enable her. Make her resolve the situation because you're teaching her life skills. Yeah. You're teaching her in the future not to run, not to put her tail between her legs and and run away from the problem, right? You're teaching her to face it head on and say, okay, what are we going to do with this? And we've honestly probably put her through things that I don't think I would have done as a kid. Like, I think I would have, like, been like, Nah, I just give yeah. these kids Rice Krispie Treats. Yeah, they want Rice Krispie Treats, I'll just bring some Rice Krispie Treats. Or no, I, w- I would have been like, hey, I'm out. I don't know what to do. Beat me up, I guess. <laughs> I guess we gotta go toe-to-toe. <laughs> no, for me, the feeling of loneliness is because I feel like no one feels my pain. Yeah. No one understands what it's like. I kind of touched a couple episodes back on not being able to escape my wheelchair. Not yeah. being able to like get a vacation from it. And, and I feel like no one understands that. And when I meet someone with, like, an injury that's, like, similar to mine, I almost get a feeling of, like, can we be friends because you understand. Yeah. You understand that I'm normal deep down inside. Yeah. This, what you see on the outside isn't who I am. And I know you're not judging that because I know you've been there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's that kind of loneliness for me. That, like, in a sense, like, I don't see people like that on a daily basis. I have my friends that I talk to, Sarah Fry in particular. I I love talking to her because even the whole phantom pain, she reached out to me and she was like, I fill you with that. Like, I get that. Our injuries are different. I mean, they're similar. She does have a spinal cord injury. But but she fills me, you know. (laughs) Even though she doesn't have legs to have the the phantom pain in her legs, she's still got those phantom pains. Like, she does have legs. Like, like we've always talked on this. Like, she doesn't know what you're going through. Yeah. And you don't know what she's going through, but you understand. We understand each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For me, also, a time of feeling lonely is one of the main points that really sticks out in my mind of the first time I was feeling this this loneliness I'm talking about was in the hospital, and so many people would come visit me in the hospital and they'd all stand around your bed. Like they, you know, they would come and they would hold your hand and they'd be like, how are you doing? And talk to you and whatever. And they're standing and you're laying it's, and, it's, and that, that like space between you and the height difference is just so, it makes you feel so lonely. It's like you're the, you're the entertainment, you're the yes, show, yes. you know, and you're and, on stage by yourself. Yeah. There was and one it, night that I was just super emotional and you know I don't it was a lot in my head I didn't really say a lot of the things I think when I was in the hospital I kind of just tried to be okay I just tried to like there was a lot going on around me the emotions of my family members and coming to terms with me never being able to walk again I didn't really want to like express my feelings or my loneliness or the things that I was thinking or going through, I think I was trying to process it myself, really. But also, if I'm saying I'm so lonely and I'm so sad, what's that going to trigger? Yeah. 
antidepressant medication. Yeah. A psychiatrist in your room every day. Well, you know, some, sometimes all these things that it's like, but I'm entitled. I'm. It's okay for me to feel lonely. It's okay for me to like have this feeling of like no one understands. Well, and maybe that's why people hold it in because like I mean I think I think about it sometimes and like what's the difference between me and someone who's not all together like there's not much I think yeah I think I might be as crazy as them I just maybe I'm better at holding it in yeah you don't show it you so, don't show your feelings maybe, so maybe they wear their heart on the sleeve. maybe I'm crazy like maybe I am like but I just know how to contain it maybe yeah and but like it like if we all just spoke our minds like we probably should, right. like and we talked about how our hard days and our good days and and thoughts we have, you know, or you know feelings we have, oh, feelings, you know, if we really talked about our feelings and people would probably be like, oh man, he's 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 a little you know nutso. That was a lot. You know, that was like, a lot that, to that like lay on to, me. That guy needs to be on medication, you know. Yeah, and so. Maybe that's why we all hold it in and we all hold in our depression because, I mean, we're worried about everyone just being like uh, shoving pills in our mouth and like shut. Or you have a problem. Yeah, you or have a problem. pointing the finger and saying you have a problem or you're depressed or you're lonely or you're down when in all reality, everybody feels it. We're all freaking crazy. Yeah, everybody feels it. At some point, everybody feels down. Everybody feels alone. Everybody feels like their troubles are overflowing and they're drowning. Everybody feels that at some point, and that doesn't mean you're crazy. That doesn't mean you need antidepressants. You know, you probably need some good vitamin C and a good friend event too. Yeah. You know, but this is normal life. And for me, there was one point in the hospital that I, my stepdad was staying with me this night in particular. Um, and I just looked over at him, and we were going to bed, and I said, will you lay with me? And it makes me emotional because he got, he, I scooted over to the edge and he laid on the bed with me. And I'm sure at the time he was like, this is so weird. But he didn't realize that that was like satisfying the lonely feeling for me because I was, yeah. I was alone. I was laying yeah. in this single bed alone there. You know, my cousin Haley would jump in bed with me and lay with me and, or for a picture, I have a couple pictures with her where she laid down beside me, but it's just so different. You know, that feeling of, like, I'm just alone. I still get this feeling when I can be in a room full of people. And if everybody's standing around me, I have the same lonely feeling of, like, I'm so short and everybody's so tall. And it's not even the, the matter of, like, height difference. It's the loneliness. It's the... I'm by myself in a sense. It's it's like you're in the ocean and like they're all up in that I don't, I don't know the levels of like the water, <laughs> but like they're in the blue area and you're down in the deep, you mm-hmm. know, like you're alone in the deep. Yeah, it's just so like I don't know. It's just so you're like people, in the deep. people talking down to you. Yeah, you know, and and they're not they're not trying to. They're just saying how are you? I mean, How's I, life? Whatever, I'm... whatever, whatever. But they're talking, looking down. And when someone's talking down to you, you feel like the minority, or you feel kind of like I don't know. You feel lonely. You know what I mean? I can respect someone 
that sits to my level and talks to me at my level. And it's a whole different conversation. If you're sitting next to me and we're talking and we're on the same level, it's a whole nother conversation. And maybe that's where it goes back to the, like how we've talked about when someone says, how are you? And you say, I'm great. How are you? And it's just this quick conversation. You know, that could be why part of, I mean, I'm just kind of realizing this, that that could be why the height difference, the I'm kind of withdrawn. I'm kind of not, all in for a conversation because I am that difference. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if it, me and you talking right now, we're sitting the same eye level. We're having a conversation together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So weird. I, mean, when, I think one of some of our best conversations when we're sitting in the car together. I mean, yeah. we are sitting at the same level and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like I do, I like, I don't think I've ever like realized, I, I know you getting, I've known forever that like autumn hates being in a group of or a room with people where it's everyone's a, standing. That's when my anxiety skyrockets for no reason. Yeah. And so I've known that, but now it's kind of like just dawning on me. Like right now, like I think about our conversations when like we're in your office and you're working and I'm standing you, there. Yeah. It's never a good conversation. Like well, versus I mean, you like, sitting in the chair that's in my office and we have yeah. a discussion back and forth. Right. Or we're just sitting on the couch. Like it's just so much better. Like yeah. when we're like at the same level. And I, I think it's a weird, I, I kind of, I understand it because I mean, when I was selling cars for the short time, I sold cars. I felt like I was not a very good car salesman. Yeah. Cause I was, I'm a short person. Yeah. And I really do think that tall it's people, like that dominance. yeah, tall people definitely have an advantage in, yeah. in like the business world, I think. You right. Know? Or even just the confidence of, I feel like what I'm saying matters more in yeah. a sense because I'm, I'm dominant. I'm, yeah. Like I don't, I, I'm bigger in the situation because yeah, I'm a short guy. So, I mean, <laughs> even like when I coach, like I'm like, I'm as tall as some of these kids I'm coaching, you know, <laughs> basically. So, but it's a blast. I, not to go off on tangents yeah. of coaching, but you know, but I get that a little bit, you know, right, but right. So not I, anywhere to the the level that you experience. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like I'm really just kind of realizing. I really just came to the realization while we're sitting here that that's probably one of the main things of me feeling disconnected from a conversation is not being on the same level, right? Yeah, but if we talked about that and you brought it up all the time, like, I feel so, like, disconnected, I feel so lonely, a doctor's going to hear that and be like, uh, well, there's this medication that helps with your mood. Yep, yep. You know, and stuff, and you're like... And and not to say that the medication, like, isn't necessary Yeah, I get that, I get that. I I do feel like there's at some point when it is necessary for you to kind of take those or, or a counseling session. Like, I do feel like just having someone... You know, and I almost wish I just had a therapist to just talk to, just to talk. I think about that too. I think about like, I mean, like it would just be so nice to go to someone and be like, it would be so nice to go to someone and, and be like, listen, am I crazy? Am I crazy? That's what I was about (laughs) to say. Like, am I crazy? Am I crazy? Like, we are crazy. We're all freaking crazy. Yeah. Like, am I in the wrong, you know, and not even like couples therapy because we're great grand. Yeah. Yeah. We have our arguments, but whatever. But no, just like me and, and my personal relationships, whether it be business or as a mom or whatever, it would just be so nice to talk to someone and be like, how do I handle this situation? Yeah. Like, am, what is the rational way to handle yeah. the situation? Am, am I, I just am I am being I crazy? reacting out of emotion? Yeah. Or, you know, am I have I really, do I have the 
grounds to be this upset or grounds to say this comment or what you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe I need to go find a therapist or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like everybody's sense of loneliness looks different. Um, like we kind of said, it could be that you feel like you don't have friends who truly know you or truly care like that. Hey, how are you? What's up? You know, yeah, you have friends, but the friends that truly care about what you're going through and are willing to sit and listen to what you're going through and give whatever advice they can or, you know, any of that. Um, I it, it could be like a pet dying or a major breakup or a divorce. I truly, truly feel like everybody's feeling lonely. It's just the way it's manifested, you know. Yeah. So, um. Just a friendly reminder to reach out to your loved ones, even the ones you feel like don't need you or they feel like they have it all together or you see their Instagram and think they have it all together. Their life is so great, right? Yeah. Um, they, may, they may need it more than you know. They may be the people you need to reach out to and be like, yeah. how are you doing? And, I, and you can reach out the hand and if they choose to come back and have this like personal conversation, that's great. But they may also be like, hey, I'm great, like kind of, not not all there you know but you did the effort you put that effort to reach out and be like how are you doing you know yeah. like what's up do you want to talk like and how I are get, things I, if you ask how someone's doing and they like, give you the just the standard like you know check up in two weeks you never yeah. know yeah or a month hit them up in another month maybe they're like oh he or does hit them up with a, a funny memory with them yeah like chances are if you have like this this person that's close to you you have a funny memory or like do you remember that one time or whatever because they may you know and it's easy to send someone a text that says hey how are you doing yeah and it's easy to for the other person to be like okay is this like an invitation to just like talk back and forth or is this really like a how are you doing or i haven't talked to you in a long time you know <laughs> and then and then they send you a facebook message like how are you doing and they're like hey just let you know i sell insurance now. <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> I don't know. I just felt the impression to talk about this loneliness because really one day it could save someone's life. It could. To be honest, like yeah. with depression and, and suicide and anxiety and feeling lonely. One day you reaching out and just creating that friendship or saying, you can sit with me. Yeah. You will be my friend. I'm your friend. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what you've been through. I'll be here for you. I'll be your friend. Like, I just feel like everybody needs a friend. And if we all just have a little bit of compassion for those people around us, even if you've heard this person's done this, or even if you've heard this background story on this person, or if this person seems like they've got it all figured out and they don't need a friend, be friendly, you know, reach out. You don't know who's feeling lonely. Yeah. So with that, you know, you're not your loneliness. And you're not your insecurities. And you're not your effing chair. 